Welcome back to part two of our chat with Diesel. This is the This One Time at Summer Camp podcast. Me and Nick talk about camp. Yes, we certainly do. Here's part two. So the longest camp that I've been at was um, camp, uh, well, it's a, it's another camp. <laughs> uh, would you like me to auto-generate uh, you a camp name? Yes, please. That's I don't know why we've waited so long. I, I, I have been waiting to do this, and I'm pretty excited. Um, <laughs> 54, you have got Sapphire. Ooh. Nice. Hmm. And then pick another one. Lake. Sapphire Lake. Ah, oh. dude. Camp, Saf- camp Sapphire Lake. That was very appropriate. This camp That's a beautiful camp name. This camp had a lake. It was not anywhere close to being sapphire, more <laughs> of a chocolate brownie color. Uh some some might have described it in some other way. And there was a there was a crazy mythological creature that lived in the lake. It was called the crocodile. No. Yeah. <laughs> Croc- crocodile gator. Oh, no, what am I yeah. talking about? Hippogator. If anybody hears this from Camp Sapphire Lake, they're going to know. I kind of like the idea of a mythical creature called the, the Crocogator. It's half crocodile, half alligator. No. <laughs> 100% <laughs> reptile. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like uh, Sapphire Lake Camp. Yeah. Camp Sapphire Lake? I like camp in front of it. They tried to convince me in Charlottesville that that's not how things are done. Um, that you say Sapphire Lake Camp, as opposed to Camp Sapphire, Sapphire Lake. It just like, doesn't flow. I don't. I don't think it is. And they're like, "Yeah, it is. Look at this one camp that calls himself this this camp." And I was like, "I don't know. One one camp spelled uh, named differently doesn't mean all camps should be named that way." No, yeah. definitely not. Uh, I have a question for you. So you've been to a lot of camps in minutes driving. What would you say the average distance you are from a Walmart at all of your camps? Well, I think Moose Pine was by far the the furthest. What was that like forty five minutes? So that was that was by far the worst. I would say in New York, I was living on camp, but still was only about twenty minutes away from Walmart. Uh, Sapphire Lake, I was probably again about twenty five thirty minutes, and then the rest of it have been like city related camps or suburbs, so they're pretty close. But yeah, by far, uh, Moose Pine, out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, I just, I think a lot of camps couldn't function the way they do without being close to a Walmart. (laughs) And I'm sorry to all small businesses out there, but it's a lot of what camp is, is just going to Walmart, picking up various (laughs) colored duct tapes and making a boat or whatever. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, but you also need like the weirdest stuff, right? So you need graham crackers and marshmallows and chocolate, but you also need WD-40 and you need duct tape and you need plastic spoons. And for some reason, you need a bunch of different sizes of white t-shirts and you need baby powder and you need motor oil. Uh, you know, I don't know. Like <laughs> yeah. you, you got to go, you got to be able to go just one place and get everything, even if it's low quality stuff. Yeah, that's where you stuff. go. Yeah, that's where you go. I remember our first Walmart trip together, Diesel. I had rocked up to summer a little bit late that year. I was That's right, yeah. Boys Head counselor, and it was my first time doing that. And it was like my first day once I'd arrived at camp. And I was like, oh man, I don't have any bedding 
right? Like I didn't have like a fitted sheet or anything, you know? And this was my like first time really talking to you and you were like, I'll give you a ride, man. Let's go. Hop in the car. And just started driving, driving me to Walmart, which was a really lovely thing. I also remember that Juicy by the Notorious B.I.G. came on in the car. Ah, yes. You were like, oh shit, you ready? Let's go. And just (laughs) (laughs) cranking the volume and like singing the entirety of the song like all the way through. (laughs) And then also we walked past a big stack of those uh, cheese balls in a, you know, giant plastic tub. And you were like, oh man, you got to get cheese balls. You got to get a (laughs) giant plastic tub. And I was like, yeah, man, Diesel's cheese balls. (laughs) I just love Every time I was like, yeah, Diesel's cheese balls. <laughs> there's, there's something in that, you know? It was a yeah, wonderful memory. Nick, hit your boy with another question. You know what? This isn't my question. This is just a, a funny story. Yeah. Uh, I really thought your name was Diesel because uh, I have a friend who's named their son Diesel. The, no way. There is a ch- I, I know someone whose child is named Diesel. Yeah, I really didn't know that was a, like, could be a name until that person. But obviously, when I met Diesel, I was like, oh, I guess it is a thing. Mm. No, I don't, really don't think that it is a thing, because a year or two ago, I looked up Diesel, like, as a dude's name on, I don't know, something, Urban Dictionary or Google or something. Yeah. And it turned out that, like, most, uh, especially TV, like, drug dealers or, like, white supremacists or... Uh, that's who is named Diesel. Like the traditional, the traditional use for the name Diesel came out of like a, a prison nickname or something like that. Yeah. Like it's much more nefarious than it seems. So I thought about changing it, but then I was like, ah, kids won't know that. Um, I mean, I think you're pretty hardcore. Uh, thanks. Well, uh, see, this is why I don't understand why people mess with me because on the outside, <laughs> I have no hair. You can't see this, but I, I've been shaving my head since like 2009. I have some semblance of scraggy, scraggy beardedness. Uh, it depends on the time of year. And then I have visible tattoos. Now, most of them are like Zen or Buddhist or other, you know, spiritual kind of tattoos, but they're still visible tattoos. Why are you messing with me, old lady in Florida? Telling me to go back, um, go back where I came from. I can <laughs> tell you if you'd like. It's, um, your arm covered in bracelets. <laughs> <laughs> It, 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 Little camp like bracelets. It, you know? it, it kind of kills your it, hardcore appeal. <laughs> All right. Now look at it without the bracelets. <laughs> oh, that's a tough guy. There you go. This is what I'm saying. <laughs> so. All right. Um, that isn't my question, though. Oh. No, no, no. Um, obviously, we kind of talked already about how your relationship with camps has almost been sort of like a dating life in itself. But uh, have you found camp love before like have you had these camp romances and what has your camp love life been like so uh, i i have a couple different answers to to that and i will try and pepper in uh, uh, specificities as applicable um so i am a bachelor of a certain age and of my bachelor years so almost for the last 20 years I have also been uh, moving around, right? So in the last 20 years, I've moved 15 times, um, sometimes just across the city or sometimes just across the street, but most times to a whole new state. And after uh, the one that got away, if you will, 
I left Ohio and moved to New Jersey. And then from there, New Hampshire and Virginia and New York and Virginia and Utah. Right. So have there been many camp romances? Not really, because um, for the most part, since I left Ohio, I've always been like the boss. And I have never initiated or allowed there to be a relationship to start with somebody who was not who for, for whom that would be inappropriate. Right. So the boss can't date counselors, generally speaking. So that being said, at most of my workplaces, I have found that I pick up a work wife. <laughs> okay. And then to the third part that you've asked, being a single man with a ton of experience working with kids also attracts certain people to you. I would say if I had a dollar for every uh, single mom that wanted old Diesel here to be stepdad, <laughs> I would have lots of money. <laughs> and here's the thing, right? I judge moms based on the behavior of their kids. And for the most part, I don't want to get involved with a mom that has that kid. No. And it's usually those moms that are like looking for a strong stepdad. And <laughs> I don't want to get involved in that. So, uh, am I happy being a bachelor? I don't know. I don't really have anything to judge it against, but because I know that I moved, I've known that I wasn't going to be there for very long. So I wasn't going to try to get involved with anybody up in New York. Uh, there was an opportunity to, to date and, get in a relationship with somebody, actually a couple of different people. And I just never pursued it because I knew I wasn't going to be in New York all that long. Now, Utah, Utah feels, even though the job is terrible right this second, just terrible. Um, I could see laying down some roots and spending a lot more time here. Uh, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't hesitate. But of course, it's summertime and I don't have any time to do anything at all. <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, I'd have to wait till fall or whatever to try and meet people. But anyway, if you haven't experienced it yet, I'm sure that those single moms will be after you guys here pretty soon, too. <laughs> they just like lick their chops. They're like, oh, you're single. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, it is hard because you do kind of live a half life uh, in that camp world and those camp bubbles. Uh, I, I have a lot of respect for the people who have made those like camp relationships, particularly the international ones, work. And I'm sure we'll do a whole episode on that at some point. Oh, you have to, because uh, I I would love to hear how like <clears throat> I know one here recently that did not continue working, and I know of one that where they progressed and, and got married. They were an international couple, and I just don't I don't have any perspective on that. It'd be really interesting. I know we keep saying this throughout all of our episodes and I feel like we should stop saying this at some point, but um, this would make a good topic for a future episode. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> stop. But I kind of, I would feel uh, amiss if I didn't talk to you a little bit about leadership, right? Mm. Because that is a very important aspect of camp, particularly counselors on the front line, as I kind of say, you know, also for admin staff and stuff like that. Um, I find that servant style leadership is like the, the only way to go, basically. Like, like if, if you're a boss and you've got those kind of staff under you taking that perspective of like, my job is there to help 
those staff achieve their goals and provide them with the resources they need and and the training and the support and stuff like that. I think that's actually something I've been trying to get across to some of my bosses at my current camp because that seems to be something that some of them struggle with, not all of them. How much would you agree with that? How much would you say that that is your particular philosophy? Oh, no, absolutely, 100%. Um, I'm I'm in uh, total agreement with you. And really appreciate the fact that 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 is your uh, philosophy on leadership as well. Um, and I agree with you too that that a lot of people don't share that philosophy. My philosophy being that I, I as your supervisor, my job is to remove roadblocks, um, make sure you have the resources to do your job well, including training and knowledge and education, and then also hold us, including myself, accountable to our goals and what we're trying to do. I think that there's only one way to do that most effectively, and that is simply to treat you and understand that you are another person with the best of intentions. You're not showing up to work trying to screw things up. Um, And that if something is strange or off, and I think this goes with kids even more so, that that Mm. there's something strange and off in their life. That some need is not being met, right? So if you're showing up and you're cranky every day, then that you're, I don't know, what what's going on? Are you not eating breakfast? Are you getting in a fight with your girlfriend every day before you come to work? Or, you know, there's something bigger. And sometimes that, that means that I don't get to know what that bigger thing is. And sometimes, sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't want to know. I remember the year that I moved up to like an administration sort of role at uh, Camp Moose Pine. I had started the summer as just a, you know, a regular counselor. Uh, and then I kind of, due to someone leaving inexplicably, inexplicably, due to someone leaving, <laughs> um, I ended up sort of stepping up into that role. So people who are, you know, my, um, my equals as far as like working with soon kind of became a little bit like a rung beneath me. And they're still talking to me like I'm on the same level and they're like telling me things that I did not want to hear. Right. But yeah, uh, going back, absolutely. I think being a servant leader is something that I learned. Oh, and I hate to admit this. (laughs) Something I learned through high school experience. So I went to a private Catholic high school that was all dudes and their motto was uh, men for others. And so they taught you how to be, again, a servant leader. Now, what what they didn't teach you, and you can cut this out if you want, <laughs> is how to take care of yourself. And for that, I will always hold them accountable. But we can talk about Jesuit education another time. <laughs> and then, and then with, in our other podcast, on the other podcast, this one time at the all male high school. Uh, <laughs> um. So yeah, it's it's funny that there seems to be two different. Um, two different uh, management styles, either this one top-down hierarchy, um, a very dictatorial uh, uh, management saying, hey, you need to go do this, you go do this, you go do this, stop asking questions, or this other more empathetic mentality from people like Simon Sinek and Angela Duckworth talking about grit. Anyway, I'm definitely in that camp. Um, it's, it's served me well thus far. If anyone has an argument against that, I'd be keen to hear it because uh, I don't think there is one. <laughs> um, thank you so much for your time, Diesel. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you for 
talking to us with all of your usual gusto passion and gusto (laughs) oh it's absolutely my pleasure it felt like only like five minutes before we say goodbye we're gonna take a quick trip into the wisdom zone (laughs) (laughs) the wisdom wisdom zone I've picked a particular quote that um, has some sentiment between you and I, and it is, <laughs> it is better to deserve honours and not have them than to have them and not deserve them, by Mark Twain. Oh, that's that's a good one. That's, that's such good wisdom. And that reminds me of our 2017 debrief, where I came to visit you uh, in New York, and uh stayed around yours and we had a campfire and a few drinks out in the yard and yeah. got to go through and digest how both of our summers had been going and what gone on and that was a special time and yeah it's always great to see you guys uh even if it's just on zoom i haven't seen you in a couple of years i think so um mm-hmm. hopefully we'll get to get to be able to do something like that again pretty soon i well, thought that your words of wisdom were either going to be um are you ready kids or maybe <laughs> leaves of green. Yeah, future episodes. I'll save those for later. Did uh, did Ailey keep the pine flag, or did you keep the pine flag? I I still have it. Do you? It's okay. Back in England, but it's yeah, I still got it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm not worried about it. I was just curious. Mm. I mean, I stole it fair and square, so I wanted to make sure somebody <laughs> had somebody still had it. Hey, you remember uh, buying? Somebody bought a flag. Uh, and put it up, and it was misspelled as well. What did it say? <laughs> Camp Mouse Pine. Oh, Mouse Moose. <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> Alrighty. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think that's all we've had, had time for. Thank you so much for coming on. It's been a pleasure. If anyone has any comments, you know, you can slide into our Instagram DMs this one time at Summer Camp Pod on Instagram, or even email us at this one time at Summer Camp Pod at gmail.com. So, uh, uh, see you later, skater. Bye for now. (laughs) Ciao.